welcome to Inky Ichabod's Weird Cinema Live from Grand Forks Best Source. Tonight, we'll be doing a classic, Big Trouble in Little China. So, we're going to go to our sponsors. You know what Jack Burton always says. What's that? <laughs> okay, today's sponsor is the Greenway Takeover Festival, brought to you by HB Sound and Light and Happy Harry's Bottle Shops. It's coming back to downtown Grand Forks, September 8th through the 11th. You'll hear live music from the Gear Daddies, Mae Simpson, Big Head Todd, and the Monsters, the Yonder Mountain String Band, Cuckoo Kangaroo, Manic Drive, and more. Enjoy food, games, beer, and music. It's free before 6 p.m. and $10 afterwards. Bring the whole family for four days of Absolute fun. The Greenway Takeover Festival is September 8th through the 11th, and it's brought to you by HB Sound and Light and Happy Harry's Bottle Shops. Find out more by going to www.greenwaytakeover.com. Did you say cuckoo something? <coughs> cuckoo kangaroo. Really? There's a band called Cuckoo Kangaroo? Oh, yeah. There's going to be all kinds of bands there. Four days. September 8th through the 11th. So what movie do we have going on today behind you in the poster there? Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. I believe it's a Kurt Russell film. I really didn't pay attention to all the people who played, but Kurt Russell did a wonderful job in this film. Oh, yeah. This is like this is my probably my favorite Kurt Russell movie that he's, ever, that he's done. You know what my favorite Helen Hunt movie is? Mm. Twister! <laughs> okay. I don't know how that's related to this one. But. I have no clue. I just felt like saying it. Uh, yeah, because the, the girl in this one is actually, um, she becomes the, uh, the slut on Sex in the City. Really? Yeah, she's like the main main slut in that show. <laughs> it's, I've only seen like five episodes of Sex in the City, so... But is, is that like one of the four main actresses in it, or is it like a recurring character? Or? Yeah, she's like one of... There's like the four girls. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's her. Um, she's behind you, your head there. You know what I really liked was well, that yeah. Lao Pan mm-hmm. from this movie. Like how he's like really old and like, like uh, uh, degraded and stuff like that. And then, like, he, he, like, transforms into, like, this younger version of himself, but he's trying to steal the souls from these girls with green eyes for some reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he does a fantastic job in this, too. He's, you know, when he gets all giddy being around him, he gets a... You know what that reminds me of? The old, make, the old face makeup in, uh, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because actually, the the guy who played the grandpa in Texas Chainsaw Massacre was, like, only, like, 24 years old. But they made him look like he's like ancient, you know. Yeah. The, the the wonders of practical special makeup effects, which I will fight with until the day I die, because I don't believe in that CGI stuff. Oh yeah, this movie has tons of practical. Yeah, and yeah, it's just it's just a roller coaster there's ride. A, it's it's just a fun movie to watch. There's a character that actually looks like the Crypt Keeper, that monster thing that lives in lives in the, the underground tunnels or whatnot that mm-hmm. captures Kurt Russell in that one scene. I looked at it, and it's like, that looks like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, it kind of did. Um, the, the thing that I really liked, my favorite part of this movie, especially when I was a kid, so it all starts when the, you know, he gets caught in the, the gang war in the street, and oh. then, and then all of a sudden, the those elemental people yeah, come the, down from the and so lightning. yeah, I mean, you basically had like Raiden coming down. I mean, the guys that's that's what I electric. thought of when I when I saw this movie too. I thought of uh, Mortal Kombat because those guys did look like Raiden, man. Yeah, and and the special effects were just for awesome for the time. Um, 
Yeah, they do got some. I can see for the for the like you said for like the CG they have in there at the time is mostly practical, but this little bit of sorcery and mystical effects that they got in there with the lightning and all that it really really I could see it popping for was it eighty eighty six I see when it first came out. Oh, this this was made the year I was born. Yeah, and uh, I guess it's interesting to note too, like uh, you know, it's like Kurt Russell and John Carpenter. You know, they teamed up before, of course, in the thing. You know, and another. Uh, I don't. I don't know if that's the right sound effect for that movie. I, 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 but the thing is, like, legendary. It doesn't say anything here. You know, I, I don't know what I'm pushing. <laughs> but no, no, that this is yeah, this is a good combo for them. You know, they did yeah, the thing and Big Trouble in Little China. I first saw this movie probably like right after I graduated high school. Back when you know the video stores would still do like, like five movies for five days for five dollars, and this is I'm our buddy at the time was like, you got to watch this one, trust me, and yeah, absolutely I, loved it. <laughs> I gotta say something. I, I'm gonna fight for those uh, um, video stores. They they should never have closed those down because those are the ways that us cinephiles got what we wanted. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. I used to hang out at a place called CCI Video in Amarado. And I check out all these like really weird cult movies. Yeah, we used to have a bunch of mom pop uh, video shops in town. So I many good to, ones. Used to also hang out at uh, Hollywood Video. Yeah, yeah. So many good memories. Hey, you know, we you still got the the red box. <laughs> for I what don't it's like worth. the red box. <laughs> it just doesn't have the same atmosphere as the uh, as the video store. Yeah. Did you know Quentin Tarantino started working at a video store before? before? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess to kind of pivot it back to uh, Big Trouble in Little China, it's kind of interesting you mentioned like the, how the gang, like this mysticism and the sorcery comes in there in the, in the, the gang wars in the streets there in Chinatown, right? Because yep. uh, like for the first like 15 minutes or so, it seems like it's just going to be like your average, ordinary like action Kung flick. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, hey, here's this sorcery, and all of a sudden... Uh, because my early memories of seeing it has been like about 15, 17 years since I first saw it. I thought they'd get like warped into like an altered dimension. But it's like, oh, no, they just kind of go into these crazy back lots. And like, you know, their girlfriends get kidnapped and they're trying to rescue them. And I think you're thinking of Mortal Kombat. Well, that is true. They do go, go to an alternate dimension in that one. <laughs> that, that, you know, this movie reminded me so much of Mortal Kombat. Uh-huh. Yeah. It yeah. was good. I, I didn't... L- I didn't really like it all that much. It was a great movie for its time, and for what it's worth, it's great. But what came out first, this or Mortal Kombat? Oh, Mortal but, Kombat. No, this? no. Yeah, this this came out way earlier. 86. Mortal Kombat came out in, like, 95. Yep, 95, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. I, was, I, I could almost see Mortal Kombat actually taking a lot from this movie. I mean, because you got the main, the main sorcerer kind of looks like that, you know, Shang Tsung or whatever, by transforming from an old man into, you know, a younger wizard or whatever you want to call it. And then, oh, yeah, yeah, all the shape shifting. Yeah, and then you got the, the one guy that's like I said, like kind of like Raiden. You can shoot all the electricity. Um, then you had the other guy that would like puff himself up to get like really powerful until he got. So mad that he ended exploding. up exploding himself. <laughs> yeah, gosh, yeah. There, there were some funky ways they got past, like all the obstacles they got in their way, and they're, you know, they're that way that uh, was it, uh, David Lopan, uh, I, I guess is the uh, name of the or the actor who plays the, the villain James Hong, the main villain, kind of does his weird sorcery. That he's like trying to get their girlfriends to marry him, I guess, to get all, the ultimate power. Yeah, that was it. Was a trip. Wasn't yeah. there a character in this movie named Egg Fu Young? 
Um, I got, uh, there's Egg Shen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, was he the one from, uh, the teacher from Three Ninjas? Um. I've never seen that film. I cannot tell. It's been forever since, since I've seen He's like Three that Ninjas. old man with, a, the, like, the crooked eye and, you know, yeah, he ends up, like, kind of fighting Lopan at the end because they're both, um, sorcerers. Yeah. Yeah, gosh, yeah, it's been forever since. I know they've done, like, four or five Three Ninjas movies, but, I've, I've, yeah. I thought, you know, on his on the side of his boss, it said Egg Fu Young. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. That's right. They, they, the, the movie starts off with uh, they're tour. interviewing the, the tour bus driver about tell us what happened. And, uh, yeah, a little, you know. I like the part with the uh, Mahong tiles at the beginning when that guy loses all of his money. So would you say this uh, movie has, like, some of the best, like, knife-throwing uh, scenes in, in all of movies? Especially Probably. how they, they foreshadowed in the beginning with that bottle-spinning game? Yeah. yeah. And I, then, you know, you also have uh, Kurt Russell uh, doing his best John Wayne acting impersonation of any movie he's done. Well, he, he, <laughs> he, he could never never beat the line, yippee ki Yeah. He does. He does deliver a lot of good one-liners there. Like he kind of has like the kind of actually a lot of like similar like Bruce Willis. Like like he's like what all of a sudden like all of a sudden tank top all greasy and sweaty, just trying to be like this super lead man guy. Just yeah, they they make sure to do him the give him the prime eighties treatment there. So yeah, he was he was pretty fun to keep up with his one-liners and just trying to be all Mr. Macho throughout it. Yeah, and he's just a, a truck driver. Yep, just a good old truck driver. <laughs> you, know, you know, I've seen a lot of that, though, uh, where people try to be so buff and machismo. Like, Roadhouse was another movie like that. I think in 86, that was like the same year, another uh, big movie star tried to play... Uh, uh, was a, a truck driver in a in the arm wrestling movie over the top. So, oh, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yeah. yep. They're competing. Who could be the best truck driver? What, lead? what about what about the uh, the the uh, truck driver Large Marge? Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. How it kind of all winds down there, but uh, and what, Kurt Russell, he was also in Escape from New York, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he kind of was. Kind of has he, a little bit of. I mean, this is obviously more comical, but. Did you know. he play Snake Plissken or something like that? Yep. Because it was like Escape from New York and then Escape from L.A. also, right? Yep. Yeah. And those were more... I haven't, I haven't seen those actually either. Would you, is it like New York's supposed to be the better one, right? Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, they're, they're pretty interesting. I mean, it's kind of kind of like a Mad Max. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love Mad you Max. Know, personally, I don't like movies about the apocalypse. They just make me too paranoid. Oh. So would you say this is an easy like top three Kurt Russell movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, this is just a classic. I mean, I could still watch this today, and it's just as good as it was the, the day it came Did out. You, you know, speaking of, uh, of uh, kung fu movies, there was a, a movie called Street Fighter back in, like, the 70s or 80s, and it was the first actual movie in the United States to be rated X. But it wasn't rated X for porn, pornographic stuff. It was rated X for violence. Oh, you know that, Nod. I think uh, Kung Fu was actually supposed to be Bruce Lee, too, but they gave it to David Carradine because they wanted somebody more relatable to Caucasians. Didn't, so. didn't, uh, didn't, wasn't the, the, the person in The Crow, wasn't that Bruce Lee's son? Yep. Yeah, Brandon Lee. We should do that movie on a. Oh, gosh, yeah. The, 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 crow, the Crow's awesome, yeah. Um, there was one quote in here I jotted down that kind of stood out to me where the, the characters, uh, both Russell and his uh, sidekick, uh, uh, Wang Chi, uh, they kind of refer to the plot in the movie. They kind of self-proclaim it 
as I don't know if you would agree with this or for people who haven't seen it yet who are watching right now, would you agree with the way they dubbed the plot for this movie as a radical Alice in Wonderland? Really? Yeah, that, that makes sense. Basically going into this, this, this base is basically going down the rabbit hole in a sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get the comparison. Yeah, well, I know I, I just pretty much like an R-rated version of Alice in Wonderland with like the action 80s uh, setting, I guess. They kind of like just coding over over the family-friendly Alice in Wonderland. Well, basically, I, I can kind of explain it to you. Um, basically, that they're going... In Alice, Alice in Wonderland, Alice goes down the rabbit hole into this, this uh, weird world. But, well, basically, when they go into this base, they're going down the rabbit hole into a world of magic and whimsicality and things like that. Yeah, I suppose I, I, I get that. No, it was interesting. I was kind of doing a little research just kind of like behind the scenes in this movie. I guess it didn't like do that good at the box office right away. Like I, 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 it, it like had a budget of uh, Wikipedia stated 19 to 25 million. It didn't have an exact figure. It just listed that range. And the box office, though, was only 11.1 million. But uh, I guess afterward, it was uh, the, it, you know, home video was big at the time in 86. That was right when that was taken off. So it was like in the years afterwards, that's when it became one of those cult hit video. Uh, that's where it blew up in popularity. Do you remember how you first heard about it, Paul? How you got clued into it? You, you know what? I have no idea. Um, I'm surprised it didn't do good at the box office. I mean, yeah, I, I want to. I think it can't, it just had bad timing. I think it released within some other big like blockbuster hits and just kind of got overlooked. I think that's what it was. I wish I, I forget what movie it released around. You, you, speaking of that, you know what's a really cool thing now? Straight to video stuff. Oh, yeah. Instead of it going to theaters, because they can do more with straight to video than they can with theaters, because there has to be so and so editing and things like that. Well, especially now that uh, there's so many streaming services now, and that one, like, I guess, like kind of convenient side effect with the pandemic is more big release movies, like blockbusters or all the way to indies are premiering day and date as a theater or very shortly thereafter and uh yeah well look look at we've talked about charles band before but uh look at look at all the full moon films those would never were in theaters personally you know i like the straight to theater better i'm sorry oh i'm a straight to video better I, I like them both. I'm always a fan of the theatrical experience, but you know, if, they, if it makes its way to streaming first, that means it's bigger access to more people to get to it. So either works for me. But uh, I don't have a camera on me, but I just want to say, if I ever want to go see a movie, I can just go on VR. Oh, oh yeah? <laughs> Vir- have you Seriously? watched any virtual reality movies yet? No, but I know I was... I haven't used the VR for a while, but there's like, if you go into the movie section under VR chat, there's all the hit movies right now. Yeah. Oh, Top okay. Gun was in one of them. Top Gun was playing. Oh man! Yes. Gosh. Yeah. So I don't know how people are streaming them into the into the VR chat, but yeah, they're taking movies that haven't even hit streaming services yet, and you're watching basically. Like VR a- freaks me out ever since I saw that movie Lawnmower Man. <laughs> oh gosh, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, VR and that that, that was like. The movie's uh, version of, yeah, the, or Hollywood's vision of what virtual reality was amped up to be in, like, the early to mid-90s, right? Yes, and in Lawnmower Man 2, Job's War is even worse. Yeah, so, and I guess for uh, the Rotten Tomatoes on this, I looked it up, uh, the critical, uh, 75% of critics gave it good reviews, and the audience approval rating was 82% of audience members gave it a thumbs up there, so pretty good, good Rotten Tomato ratings there, so. You got... And, and, and any other big highlights from uh, 
Big Trouble in Little China? Not really, you know. I give it a... Th- One second here, I'm going to... I give it a thumb up. I give it a thumb down. Mm-hmm. Best of both worlds. It's the best of both worlds. I Not two thumbs up. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Love it. Good old, good old ac- action romp. Lots of I'm, good and funky side effects. Not to be rude, but I'm not really an action movie kind of guy. Well, it's like action, but with like a good dose of weird too. I think it fits within the weird cinema umbrella because you, you mix in the sorcery and the mysticism of all that, and them trying to rescue all that, uh, re- rescue, just kind of get more crazy special effects that they got to overcome. To, to I, yeah. I wouldn't even. I mean, it could almost even be classified as a comedy over an action film. Yeah, it's like an action. It's like swashbuckling, like Indiana Jones almost. Yep. Yeah, so it's like, you know, they're cracking jokes as they're, you know, getting their special, they're getting the action and, and like all the connecting and all the moves and all the set pieces and all that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I'll have to watch it again. It's been a while. Yeah, so yeah. They have a copy at the library. <laughs> oh, okay. Good to know. Um... So, uh, probably for next week, we're either going to do a movie called Hereditary. I think so. Before we confirm it, uh, let's give a quick shout-out to our second sponsor of the show at Executive Properties. Executive Properties? Yep. Our team of professionals at Executive Properties Construction have over 30 years of experience. We pride ourselves on doing quality work at a reasonable rate for our customers. Just check out what past customers have said in our amazing Google reviews. Then contact us today to get started on a bid for your next project. You can call us at 701-330-1273 or email info at executiveproperties.org. And check it out. We're hiring. We're building our new team for snow removal for this upcoming season. Contact Jess for more info at jess at executiveproperties.org. All right. So what is the official movie we're doing for next week, Icky? Uh, Next week, we are doing Hereditary. And then the week after that, we are going to do The Corpse Bride. Some big movies ahead. So. All right. 